everyone. Welcome to Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. I am your host and so grateful you're joining me on today's Heavenly Wit Monday. So for those of you who are new to my podcast or YouTube channel, Heavenly Wit is based on a book I released back in March of 2020, Heavenly Wit, Seeing Mission Fields in the Midst of Battlefields. And the only way to truly see that way is not just to have a positive attitude or a grateful heart, which those are key components. However, our fix and our gaze on the Father from that place of our fixing gaze on him is where true gratefulness, not for just what we have, but for who he is takes place, where we begin to know him more intimately. And when we do, we get we begin to see him as the one that is more than enough. We begin to see who's for us, even while there are those that are against us. We begin to see, wow, this moment of opposition is a moment where I can see God in a way that I never imagined or hoped for. And even though it's hard to go through, we will feel pressed, but we will not feel crushed, just as Paul stated. And so with that said, I want to invite you to listen or watch a video that I posted a few weeks ago on my Daughters of the King Facebook page, which is a private group. And it's truly giving uh, just testimony of the greatness of God, the beauty of why we memorize scripture, and what God wants to give us so liberally or generously is his wisdom. So that is what's coming up next on today's Heavenly Wit Monday. Hi, ladies. I am so excited to share something with you today that has really encouraged my heart. And it has shown me another level of daughtership that causes us to live above and not beneath. And the way to do that is to fight with the spiritual warfare that God intended is not in the way we've been doing it which is calling out the enemy, rebuking the enemy, doing all the things that only cause wearisome and tiredness. And here is what happens. It doesn't mean we don't get weary and it doesn't mean we don't get tired. But because our perspective on true spiritual warfare, Jesus himself was the perfect example of this kind of spiritual warfare. It was not focused on what darkness was doing. It was focused on what the light does. And as I've mentioned before, darkness is not the issue. The issue is that the light is, it's the absence of light is what darkness is, right? So with that said, the kingdom of God is all about one thing that Jesus revealed. Spiritual warfare looks like this, laying your life down. It is putting the flesh down, dying to the flesh, but, because remember, every other religion can die to self, but we are the only ones that come alive in Christ. How? With the greatest spiritual weapon of love. Are you feeling opposition? 
Do you see that you're getting hit from every side? Well, here's, here's what we need to remember. Everyone is being hit in some way, whether they're saved or unsaved, because the enemy is not after you and me first. He is after God. That is who he is after. Hey, Alyssa. Mm, I love you. He is after Almighty God. So if his fix and his focus is on the Father, how much more should our focus as daughters and children of God be on the Father? Not on what the enemy is doing, not on what is not happening, not on anything else. Because the enemy wants us to highlight the opposition. But what we get to say is, oh, Wait, God, thank you that this opposition is an opportunity for you to be seen yet again in and through my life. Someone wrongs me. Guess what? Luke 6. Jesus said it, not me. Love your enemies. This is how. This is how you prove out you're a child of the Most High God is you do this. You do good to those who hurt you. You pray for those who spitefully use you. You know what's so cool is someone comes to us and does something wrong. We just say, wow, you just walked into the camp of an intercessor and we don't pray against people like you. We pray for people like you to rise up and be who you were called to be. This is not a popular message, okay? The popular message is this. When we are um, downtrodden and when we are doing and feeling like we are defeated, that we feel like we can wear our badge of honor. And that is not what the Christian life should ever look like. The kingdom of God shows, wow, how are they joyful when their circumstances say otherwise? See, it isn't about us faking it. It's about us knowing who Jesus is in the midst of every single circumstance. Alyssa and I have had this conversation where, and it's fun to have conversations like this because when you start to get the Father and His heart, you start to see all of the things around us that normally other people would see like a wilderness or they would see a valley or they would see um, death and mayhem. And we get to see, wait, there's an opportunity for God's abundant life, the biggest spiritual weapon besides the love of God to be made manifest, to cause people to stand in awe and say, how is it? How? That's being peculiar. That's being a peculiar people. That's what daughters and sons of God do. I love this story of this guy who was stolen from, and he was robbed right on the beach. And he goes running after this guy. And the guy truly thinks who robbed him, he thinks the guy, the guy that he robbed from is trying to take him down to get his wallet back. And he starts running after me. He's like, Jesus loves you. And I'm coming to show his embrace. <laughs> and it was the coolest thing that he took that moment that moment of opposition and turned it into an opportunity to declare the goodness of God. And the only way that can be done is when we finally die to the flesh. But that's not the end. 
coming alive in Christ. That is what this life is about. And do you know the best way to come alive in Christ is get into the Word of God. The Word of God transforms our lives. The Word of God is not just ink on paper, but it's the person who is Jesus. And He is being revealed through the pages. Read Psalm 33:11. Oh my gosh, I wish I had my Bible on me. But that was one of the first scriptures my parents ever memorized in the 80s. And it was talking about that the word of God is the standard. It's the it's what establishes our lives. Did you know that my dad and my mom memorized 72 verses over the course of I think 6 months when we were little. And we those those scriptures got into our hearts as little girls. And it was the very thing that caused my dad to no longer be addicted to drugs. It was the very thing that, tra see, my dad said, I was saved, but I wasn't changed. And when he got discipled in the word of God by memorizing scripture, what would happen when he me would memorize scripture? It's so cool how the Holy Spirit works, even when you don't memorize scripture, is all of a sudden, this word comes to you in the moment of temptation. There's no temptation taking you that is not common to man. Every temptation is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with that temptation make a way to escape so that you may be able to bear it. And that was week four of their scripture memorization. And that's what changed his life forever. One of the other scriptures was go to many advisors before you make a decision. Well, guess what? My dad did that, but he also um, had James 1 in the back in his in his heart and James 1 talks about um, the wisdom of God that you can ask him for wisdom and he will give it to you liberally meaning generously and with that my dad would ask God for wisdom then he went to wise counsel now this is this is the crazy story he went to 10 godly people to ask them to pray about moving to Waco in 1994 to open up a Firestone. Now, this is what would have happened. Just think what would have happened if my dad did not have the Word of God. Every single Christian godly man told him, do not go to Waco. Do not go to Waco. And you know what my dad heard in his spirit? When man says no, God says go. So guess what? He went. And he went with great trepidation, right? He still obeyed. But there was fear because all of these advisors, they knew their stuff. They knew the demographics. They knew how things worked. And then one day, a man who did not know God went to my dad and said, so I hear you're about to open up a store and you just don't know where to go. And I heard that people were advising you to go to Dallas, to go to San Antonio, to go here, to go there. But I heard you feel like you should go to Waco. And he said, I do. He said, out of anybody, you can do it.
go to Waco. A man who did not know Jesus. You guys, we, this is what we get to do. It doesn't mean we eradicate all wise counsel. What we do is we take every counsel from God, every prophetic word, everything spoken over us that's really good. And we say, God, now I give it to you. It is now for you. It is now for you. You make the decisions. I'm going to keep moving forward in you, but I have peace that no matter what, you are the one that has the last word over my life. And so I say all of that to say, to live this life as kingdom-minded people, we have to remember that the greatest weapon of warfare is not rebuke, it is the love of God. That is what rebukes the enemy without saying one word to the enemy. See, what I love about Jesus is he called the sinners by name. He did not call them by their sin. He did not call them by the spirit that they were operating in. He called them by name. Let me remind you who you really are. That's what we get to do. We get to echo that into those who have hurt us. And now we're no longer below, but we are above. That's what it means to be above and not beneath, to be the head and not the tail. No weapon formed against us shall prosper, but every word that, you know, it, it's, it's going, wait, someone cursed us? We, we won't know all the people that cursed us, you guys. And we don't know all the people who's blessed us, but we do know this. We know who is for us. And that is almighty God. And the only way a curse can actually come upon our lives is when we come into agreement with that fear. And so guess what? We just get to come into agreement with God. God himself. If someone says to you, you know what? You don't know, you know, who's bought your books or they could be in witchcraft or they could be here. They, yeah, you know what? Thank God. Because the anointing is more powerful than any enemy. And if we don't understand the power of God, we will live a powerless life. The joy of the Lord is our strength, is truly because we know who Jesus is. It is not about choosing joy, y'all. It is not about choosing happiness. It is about choosing God who is love. And in his love, all of those things just happen by default. We have been fighting long enough against spiritual darkness. But now it's time to truly fight the way we were called to. And that is with the love of God. That is with praising him when we don't feel like it. The day that of Trissy's accident, when I was on that scene, I heard the Holy Spirit say loud and clear, this is what you've been trained for. Now praise me. What? Praise me. You guys, our weapons are first instruments of praise to glorify God, to glorify God. We do not do any spiritual warfare to spite the enemy. We do spiritual warfare to glorify our God. 
And I just want to end it with that. I wanted to share that with you. We are above and not beneath. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. We know that the weapons are formed. We know that some of them have touched us, but it doesn't mean we don't use those weapons. And we say, okay, thank you for this weapon that now I can use and say in the name of Jesus that God, you have gone before me. And this is what this weapon, whether it wants to show it or not, is showing who is for me. Because I already know who's against me, but I really, really know who is for me. And that is almighty God. Yes, praise in the storm, faith over fear. And guess what the opposite of fear is? The opposite of fear is perfect love. That is how we eradicate fear. And that's how faith comes in. And it's like, what? Jesus was the perfect example of fighting spiritual warfare the way God intended. And that was with God's love displayed so violently on the cross of Calvary. That's how it all happens. No more doing it in our own strength. No more yelling. No more screaming. But now we get to praise our almighty God. I was, the, I was really good at screaming. And I felt like I was really doing something, you know. <laughs> the only thing I was doing was really, really wearing myself out. And I was getting to know the enemy more than I was getting to know God. And when the enemy wants you to get to know him, he's lying to you because he doesn't really know who he is. He's so deceptive, he deceives himself. So we just got to stop talking to him. We got to stop. You know, Jesus didn't talk to Satan. He didn't talk to him. He just spoke truth. He didn't argue with him. He just said, no, I, I just speak the word of God. I am the word. And he was the first one to use the word to establish the father's love. Like, wow, 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 wow. God, you are so good. You are so, so good. You are so mighty. Every time we get hit, we say, thank you, Lord, that you're good. Thank you, Lord. Just as Paul said, I feel like I'm pressed, but I am not crushed. His perspective was on the one who was for him. If, if it wasn't, he would have felt crushed. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's Heavenly Whip Monday. I'm so grateful again that you have joined me either on my YouTube channel or my podcast. For those of you who have not yet done so, if you could leave a review, if you could subscribe and even share my channel or my podcast with others, just know this, that I know that every book I've written, every social media post that I do, I want it to point people to the Father. I will always say this, that the books that I've written will not change your life. But what I pray it does is that it points you to the one who will change your life for the better. This show, I'm going to go back to the very beginning of what I used to say all the time. This show, Let's Talk with Teresa Ann, is about bold inspiration, declaring God's goodness.